This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, can we stop talking about our kids, please? Plus, baby photos make Biz sad. Teresa turns her car into a playground, and we speak with Erica Ladd on what your teacher wants you to know. Woo! (laughs) How are you, Teresa? I'm great. Good. I know. That's good. Everything really? Kind of. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Enjoy it. I know. I don't even want to let's not even talk about it. Should in case I have it another baby? <laughs> you should totally have another baby. That's excellent. You should have that's another baby. That's what it means when yes. everything is okay. All right. Yep. How are okay. you? I'm okay, but I have noticed a new th- a thing. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little something I'm doing. So I when I'm on the Facebook mm-hmm. and I see pictures of people, in particular Brand new babies. I had a lot of friends who just oh, had yeah. brand new babies. And I see yeah. the little baby sleeping, or I see the little baby in their yeah. arms, or I see the little baby basically just being a sweet, perfect mm-hmm. little baby. I get immensely sad. Oh. Yeah. Sad. Describe like, what are you thinking? Okay, like what, f- I, 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 what it is is I'm like, I didn't. I, I, this here comes the thudding anvil of sadness. Okay. I didn't love my baby enough when he was a baby. Oh my God. Which is crazy because I totally loved my baby, but because there was some postpartum and there was some like really, like because he was such an intense like baby, he's still an intense kid, but because like those first three months were so intense of Mm -hmm. the screaming and Mm -hmm. the crying and the car rides and like just everything was so much mm-hmm. that like I see that picture of that little baby and I'm like mine is not that little baby anymore mm-hmm. I'm like he's already starting to lose some of the baby face stuff like he's mm-hmm. already like I, I I just am like I I fucked it up oh my god I know I, I mean, and it's like to- and I look at him like that's okay I totally loved my baby and I totally yeah. like whatever I, but I'm like I want that mat. Why mm-hmm. am I not getting that magic? Can I go? Ugh. But it's Facebook. It's not. Do you know what I know I'm saying? It's not it's really. Like, I know, I, but it's. I'm not saying. It's, I'm not trying to take it away from right. other people. Like, but they're pictures. Like, I know they're pictures. I mean, we just talked about last week. Like, it doesn't. It really does not like tell the whole story. No, and you it's, know? But, it's, but here's the thing: is it's yeah. not the story. I'm sure that kid right. is a total dick the rest of the time. <laughs> to me, it is solely the emotional response. Mm-hmm. It's not the like I wish my life had been different with mm-hmm. Ellis. It is purely I see a peaceful, beautiful baby, mm-hmm. and I I wish when I had if I had seen a picture of Ellis that same day mm-hmm. at that same age, that might not have been my instinct right you know what i mean like there's right. something i feel like i missed something yeah i know um, i think i you know what yeah. i think that i missed something that is you like hit the nail on the head i missed something and that i think like i have that too okay. like i think that that is like pretty universal because i go back and i look at other people's pictures of with them with their new babies yeah. and like it's not exactly the same feeling but it is like a heart-wrenching feeling there's in a way like there's something I wouldn't describe it as a sadness mm-hmm. but there is like something so tender yeah like when you look at little babies yeah that and especially when the feeling is so fresh for you because like we just had babies I mean less right. than a year ago we had babies <laughs> um and it's 
it's almost like kind of like an open wound in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it's just the emotion is so strong right. about babies. And I think it plays into that whole thing that I, I maybe we never escaped. Did I make the right, right choice? Did I do the right thing? Did I like whatever totally. it is that you go through with your kid? Totally. Um, so, it, but anyway, I just I just thought I'd share. Does it, sorry, I have one other question sure. about it. Does it affect? Does it make you want to do anything different now? Oh, like yeah, does now, it make you say yes. like? Yes. But, so then I'm going to look, like, does it make you want to be more present now? Yeah, no, it, it totally makes me, because on the, the upside is that I am really getting into a great place with Ellis. Oh, I am cool. Such, it's like a total light switch of just, like, how madly in love with him I am and, like, just how great he's turning out to be. He's, like, figuring things out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm just really enjoying my time with him. And so I just am trying to, like, get into that even more yeah and like i am in the process of getting ready to start trying to wean uh, mm-hmm. ellis and <laughs> just it just gets put off every yeah. other day because i'm like no you're my baby and yeah. i'm holding you and you're needy yeah. and you're perfect when you're just sitting here and being quiet and lovely and needing me so you know it's all it sounds perfect it sounds great it sounds really <laughs> no healthy. it really does no, sound perfect so like, it's like but, exactly perfect yeah so it's you know it, it's fine but I think the solution to all of this mm-hmm. is for us to just pretend like we don't even have kids today. This Let's is today's challenge for okay. us. We've all been right. we've been joking around about this actually since we started the show. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we could even do part of the show without talking about our kids or being a mom, right? Right. So today's on today's topic, <laughs> we are gonna try to not talk about our kids or even it's gonna be like we don't even have kids yeah or just like not we're just not it's not about being moms it's not about being moms we're just ourselves we are biz and Teresa, and we're gonna spend a little time getting to know each other not as moms (laughs) please take a moment to remember if you're friends of the hosts of one bad mother you should assume that when we talk about other moms we're talking about you if you are married to the host of one bad mother we definitely are talking about you we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa? Yes. Wow. Well, yeah. This is so, I'm Hi. so excited about Do you want to be friends? Just Let's like just, regular friends? Like, not mom not friends? Not mom friends. Let's just be regular friends. We're just friends. All right, this is good. These are so so the setup here is Teresa and I have come in <laughs> with three questions each to ask each other that we both also have to answer mm-hmm. uh, in a way of getting to know each other mm-hmm. not in relation to our children. Yep. So with that said, Do we have to like put a dollar in a jar if we like <laughs> mention something about our kids that's or pretty good. Mom that's, or something. Oh, that's good. Um Let's do a dollar just so that we actually, like, try hard. Um, okay. Put a dollar on that chair. Okay. Um, every time we make a mistake and okay. talk about, uh, answer these questions in perspective of being moms and having kids. <laughs> and that we will donate to the L.A. Food Bank, maybe? That sounds great. At the end of the great. episode? Yeah. Great. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Teresa, why don't you ask the first question? Okay. Biz, okay. are you a morning person? Oh, that's an interesting question. I am, in fact, a morning person. Oh. I enjoy the morning. I I, I can get up pretty early. Mm-hmm. I'm an early riser. Mm-hmm. I enjoy—I actually—some of my favorite memories 
are of like working at camps or working at outdoor theaters and being up at like five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and just like having coffee on a porch. Mm-hmm. The sun's coming up and chain smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this beautiful calm about the morning. Mm-hmm. And most of my energy is, is there by like 12 in the afternoon, mm-hmm. I am on a steady decline mm-hmm. for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I am, in fact, a morning person. Teresa, are you? Yeah. No, you're not. I am. Are you? Yeah, and it's really weird to hear you describe it because I, I, it's similar for me, although without the without the chain smoking. But um, <laughs> I think I think um, also people who who really like coffee really like mornings because mm. you wake up and you have that feeling like, ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some really delicious coffee right now. Yeah. Um, but I have the feeling of in the morning, almost anything I could do first thing in the morning. Like yeah. makes me happy. Like yeah. I have like a good, like optimistic feeling. I like the peace. It feels peaceful, even if like something the world crazy is, is going, going on. Crazy. That's right. <laughs> um, and like whether I'm gonna, you know, take a walk or take a shower or get ready to go somewhere. <laughs> Um, I like that. That's and then, good. and then, yes, as of like 11, 12, then it just starts being like, oh God. Yeah, it's just all let's, downhill. Let's just end the day and <laughs> like go back to, to the morning. <laughs> there is no coffee that will help bring back the morning feel. Right. Uh, I would take a time out okay. and say, this is hard. It's really fucking hard. This is hard. Yeah. This is really good for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. This is so healthy. Yeah, it's really I fun. usually, both of us probably have these expressions of like, yeah. <laughs> It's like you have to get over a wave. Like yeah. you're surfing and you're like, just got to ride this wave. Yeah. All right. That's a good starting question. Okay. okay. All right. This is, this is, this is kind of a double. Okay. But it's short, so it's kind of, but it's a classic. Okay. All right. So, favorite movie. Favorite musician band, like whatever, like like you know, you're on the you're on the island. You get to watch the one movie and have the one album, you know, until oh, you shoot yourself in the head after being abandoned on an island with two things, yeah, uh, neither being food or water. Uh, so, which what are yours? Yeah, um, movie. It's movies. That's really hard. That's always hard. I, I can give you a little leeway of like top three if you want. I'll just I'll just okay. pick one. Um, well, yeah, I'll just pick one. I think my favorite movie of all time is uh, Mon- Monty Python's Life of Brian. Oh, you're a Life of Brian. person. I'm a Life of Brian person. I know. I'm just I'm just to quickly answer person. this, yeah. I'm a Meaning of Life person. Oh, you are. So there you go. Oh my god, that's its own little question okay. thing there. Okay, that's, anyway, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, that could have just been a question. Yeah, kind of Monty <laughs> yeah, Python which, person. Which, are you? Yeah, which Mel Brooks person are you? Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Life of Brian. I there's. Wayne's World holds a special place in my heart, oh, that's always. A, yeah. But I think, like, when it comes down to it, if I was picking the movie for the island, right. it would be Life of Brian. That's pretty good. That's good. Um, album is way harder for me, and no matter what I it could be like singer, I'm gonna be singer. So it doesn't have to be like the one out. It could be like musician, music, whatever. Like who who are you stuck with? Yeah, I guess I'm gonna go with Band of Horses. Hmm. Okay, probably. Yeah, they're pretty relaxing for an island. Yeah, I mean, I like... They're also very good morning music. They are good morning mm-hmm. music. Um, the, it's, a good, it's a good type of music for my energy. Like, yeah. that is... Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what, Teresa? That is accurate. Okay, thank you. I, yes, that's pretty spot on, <laughs> okay. given the energy of you that I know. Okay, Yeah. all right. That's pretty good. Thank you. So now let's... Uh, well, is it, let's this, this, this is a hard one to do, like, whatever. But yeah. I would have to say, 
The movie that I could just put on any day of the week mm-hmm. and watch a bazillion times on an island or whatever, mm-hmm. inappropriately on an island, would be, I'm going to say right now, it's going to be Jaws. What? I fucking love Jaws. I love Jaws a You lot. love Jaws? I love Jaws. You, like over and over? I, I can watch Jaws over and over and over Do again. Do you get it's scared? My, no. no. It's just exciting. It's just fun. like it's just like Is a it perfect. It's just like a perfect movie. It's just like super well done. I really enjoy like all the locals. I mean, you know, a second close is like meatballs, which I could watch yeah. a million times. You yeah. know, but um, I just, I just fucking love that. I just There's... hear the opening scene. They're like, getting off the ferry, and it's like, you know, you want to get drunk and fool around. Like I just fucking like love, love Jaws. I have to tell you something. Yeah, I've never seen it. Hit the first litmus test of the show. Like, really? Have you yeah, never... I've never seen Jaws. Oh, it's such a fun movie. Yeah, it's really great. It's, I think because it's not like horror. Like, no. some monster is gonna. No, come I know. I just still. It's. I yeah. I've just never seen it. I guess I'll have to see it. You should see it. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, and the unedited. I mean, like, don't watch it on like AMC or something. No. Like, get the, the rent it. Rent it. Get it on Netflix. Get it on Netflix. Um, <laughs> rent it. Rent it. What are you talking about? What does that mean? <laughs> Go to the video store. Look at movies. <laughs> Whatever they have is all you get. Take your VHS home. Uh, order rent, a pizza. Rent a VHS rent player. Rent a VHS. <laughs> uh, music. You know, I could go back and forth, but, you know, the only man that understands me is Barry Manilow. Mm. I am a fan I think I've said it before. I would. I could... Even though I'm going through a dry spell with Barry right now, mm-hmm. he's just too much. He's just mm-hmm. sometimes he's too much for my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fucking love Barry. Cool. Yeah. I'm a Barry fan. I'm down for that. I fucking bury it up. All right. Yep. Anybody, if anybody's interested in knowing some deep cuts of Barry that they might not have come upon normally, <laughs> that's it. Uh, all right. There all you. right. Okay. Big epic trip, mm-hmm. right? You got to tell me which mode of like transportation would be your fantasy trip so is it like Mm. a boat is it like a train is it you know caravan like whatever it is Mm -hmm. like what is like an epic trip Mm -hmm. that's based around a form of transportation what is that transportation oh man um i i'm gonna go with cruise ship having like i swear i would have probably said train because trains are cool and i bet that that would be cool yeah but it's kind of cramped Um, I had so much fun being on a cruise ship and it wasn't, it wasn't about like the, necessarily the cruise, the stuff on the cruise ship, but the feeling of the water, like the feeling of moving on the water and just anywhere you were looking out the window Mm. and seeing the water and seeing like the wide open ocean was so like, it just gave me a good feeling. Like it's nice. Yeah. I love it. Is there a place you'd like to cruise in particular? No. No, just you're just like being on the boat. Yeah, being on the yeah. boat. Well, isn't that the question? Well, yeah, no, but I, I mean, I was oh, just thinking if, yeah. if you wanted to expand, expand out that, a little bit of. Like, I feel like I cruise. would do it. Like I would do that anywhere. Yeah. The only thing is, I don't know if it would apply if it were like a small boat, because like I've been on yeah. little boats, um, like uh, you know, 
in Central America, like taking a little boat to a place right. that you can't get to unless you're on a boat. Right. And like that was kind of scary for me. Like the waves were too big yeah, and the boat yeah. was too small. And it was like, <laughs> I didn't like puke, but I was like really scared. Yeah. I was like really freaked out. So I think it would have to be like the city on yeah, the sea the kind of thing. Sea, right. Yeah. Totally. Uh, <laughs> what about you? I think I'm trained and I'm like old school. Yeah. Like I would love to do like old school train, like uh-huh. in like a real living car. Like mm-hmm. it's like you're not like in the Amtrak. You're like in a it's like a hotel room car kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's and either like going across like North America through Canada, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, like going through the Middle East or something like yeah. a very like Orient Express style experience. That sounds awesome. Uh, would be super rad yeah. and like romantic and awesome totally. and like, adventurous. Yeah. It's just enough adventure, but you could jump back on a train. <laughs> yeah. I love that you can just sit and look out the yeah. window and like... That's that's a thing that you yeah. can do in and of itself. Well, like, yeah, exactly. So beautiful. Right? And, like, yeah. Goodness. And drink tea drink or tea. wine. Yeah. That sounds Solve really a lovely. mystery. Solve a <laughs> You'll murder. You'll definitely be solving at least one At least mystery. one murder mystery. Murder. Right? At least one. Uh, all my vacation plans need to be able to solve at least one murder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. What's your perfect food day? Oh, all right. And if you need a minute to think about it, I can understand because I actually spent some time <laughs> thinking about this already. Yeah, my instinct, my instinct is right there. So one, to just have a budget. Okay, first of all, the budget's just like let's just say there's no budget. There's no budget. So I'm gonna no. go to fucking Whole Foods. Yeah. And I'm gonna just shop like there's no budget. Okay. I'm gonna just get the like best, most nice, yeah. most fresh, most I'm gonna go to that butcher. Totally. I mean, I just like Yeah. I don't want that one. I want this one. Show me your finest. (laughs) Like, whatever. I definitely just like crazy whole food experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I would then like to probably cook something, Mm -hmm. right, with that Mm -hmm. uh, experience. But then I want to go to a five-course meal we never went to. Uh, is so it, are we talking about, maybe that's lunch? That's like lunch. Like, you cook like it, you're like cooking, a lunch. So you're doing like a whole Whole Foods thing. A whole Foods thing for lunch. A and nice then lunch. that evening. And then that night. Okay. We wanna, I want to go to like, we, uh, I, we, Steph and I really like to eat and we really like fucking great food. I mean, mm-hmm. who doesn't? But I mean, I don't know. Some people, like I did a, I did like a conference once where I took the, these managers to one night it was like this top chef winning tasting menu Mm -hmm. super awesome restaurant and the next night it was bowling with like bins of just burgers and Mm -hmm. hot dogs and beans and shit and everybody was like what are these little plates of food you know like Mm -hmm. at the high-end restaurant so like i mean i know some people just like aren't into it or whatever but like yeah so what's the big one in new york per se Mm -hmm. i never we never did per se Mm -hmm. which is like a five course like they change the napkins on your laps every course you know there's like little things in between like everything's wine paired for Mm -hmm. sure yep no worrying about driving home or whatever you can take the five hours to eat that you Mm want to take and it's just like little bites of just delicious and art oh that would be so fucking good i love fucking eating that'd be great sounds totally awesome i got worked up a sweat yeah i really liked hearing about that especially because you approached it from a totally different direction let's get to know each other (laughs) somebody's life of brian and somebody's meaning of life (laughs) all right (laughs) all right Uh. 
Um, I know. It's so it's hot. It's so in fucking here. hot here, by it's the way, so everybody. It's just like, so you guys know, it's like 106 in LA today. Yeah, and, and we're in that and little non air conditioned booth that yeah. might as well just be and lined in carpet. I should have worn a tank top, not a t shirt. Doesn't anyway. matter. I wore a tank top and I am like passing out. Okay. Um, so, but yours <laughs> sounds so good. I would totally have that day too. Yeah. But my day is different. This is my day. I can't wait. I'm going to put in some action theme music or something. Yeah, this is how I approach it. I approach it from, like, a timeline perspective. So, like, first thing in the morning, Mm -hmm. what I want is, like, a perfect cup of coffee with a Mm. croissant. Like, not, like, a massive croissant, just, like, a little pastry with my coffee. That's nice. Then, mm-hmm. a couple hours later, like maybe <laughs> yeah, three hours hour later, later. <laughs> I'll be ready for some fruit salad and like some scrambled eggs and toast nice. type thing. Yeah. A little second right. breakfast. Then, like around 12 or 1, that's when I want like a perfect cheeseburger and a mm. milkshake. And I uh, want it to be really good. Yeah. Obviously, everything we're talking about is, like, yeah, the perfect yeah. version this of each other. This is not, one. like, the Big Mac cheeseburger. No. Here's your fucking cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, like, an umami burger yeah. or something. something good. And a milkshake. And mm. then, like, in the late afternoon, early evening, that's when I'm going to want to do, like, some really good guacamole mm. with, like, some chips and veggies. Nice. And, like, a margarita. Yeah. And then, later, mm-hmm. at, like, 8... That's huh. when I'm going to do, like, a glass of Chardonnay and some cheese. Ooh. And, yeah. like, maybe a little sourdough. Got to have some San Francisco yeah. sourdough nice. in there. Nice. Um, yeah, that's my perfect food day. That is a beautiful day. Thank you. That is and a, and a very different Very different day. from yours, yeah. yeah. That's nice. Thank you. I like that. Okay. I know everybody's going to really enjoy hearing this. <laughs> All right. Uh, Maybe they don't want to get to know us. Maybe they don't want to get to know us. All right. Um, All right. You got another one? Yeah. Um, This this one might be hard, but um, are you more like your mom or your dad? Oh, I think I might be a perfect blend a little bit because, like, it's – so, okay, I think – I'm like my mother because I will talk to any and everybody mm-hmm. and, uh, and delight in that mm-hmm. and want to be helpful and like over helpful and like a student kind of thing. <laughs> like, I can help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think I'm like my father because there's sort of like, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's the like, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little bit of a, you got to do it right the first time mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Make it perfect. Yeah. Mix with a slight mean streak towards kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, there's alligators in there. <laughs> and if you fall out of the roller coaster, the alligators are going to eat you. Uh-huh. It's not the fall that'll get you. Mm-hmm. It's the alligator. You know, like, I delight in, like, fucking with people yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, he's the king of, like, you know, when I was in uh, high school and kids would call him, they'd be like, Elizabeth there? Yeah, she is. Click. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? They want to ask you more than one question. Right. Well, they should learn what that question is. You're like, yeah. ah, go by. So like, yeah. but that's uh, totally also who I am. We're going to, we want to help you. We want to teach you and teach you a lesson. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. my family. <laughs> yeah. That's... And I just totally do those things. No, that's cool. Because I, I kind of feel like I'm a blend in the same way. Yeah. A lot of times they conflict. Yeah, like, they do. A lot of times they do. Like, I feel like I have my mom's tendency for kind of like running late and trying yeah. to do too much. Uh-huh. But I also have my dad's tendency to be like, 
it's really important to like show respect for people by being right. on time and yeah. like showing up and like being prepared and like you know what I mean and like right. having your shit together and yeah. like doing things right the first time. <laughs> but like sometimes it's like A all happening constant, at once. Yeah. I think sometimes I think I'm I just assume I'm more like my mom because I'm a woman and right. I'm doing maybe some of the same things that my mom I saw my mom doing and like I kind of look like my mom yeah. and nobody ever says I look like my dad. Um, but the funny thing is, is whenever I spend time with my dad, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm exactly yeah. like you. Like, anytime he, like, tells me something about himself, I'm just like, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, it's, it's, like, really, really intense. Well, is that why? Yeah. Oh, oh! I came so close to having to put a dollar in the jar. Oh, man. Oh, we're, we're doing, doing really so well. well. Yeah. We were doing really well. Yeah. Uh, okay, last question. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know if you guys have this in your in your life. <laughs> Wrapping up this segment. Mm-hmm. Get to know Biz and Teresa better. <laughs> Everybody's just dying to do this. Um, celebrity out. Nobody this- will download this episode. <laughs> this will be our one episode that so, just has zero downloads. No one's like just so people like sometimes search like breastfeeding. Oh, we've come upon it. Let's download it. Listen to it. Oh, di- diapers. Oh, let's download it. Listen to it. Get to know Biz and Teresa. <laughs> Um, okay, so celebrity out. This is the person mm-hmm. that if they walk up and they're like, hey, want to have sex? Mm-hmm. You're like, yes, and like no divorce will happen. Your husband or your partner's mm-hmm. like, absolutely. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people have this. I think people have this. We don't have it. Jesse and I do not have that. Okay, well, let's pretend you do. Who yeah. would you... Who do you who who's your and I just so you know, Steph and I started talking about this this morning and I was mm-hmm. like, Yeah, you know, have sex with or dinner. And he's like, Your out can't be somebody you just want to have, have dinner, dinner with. with. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, I'm fucking tired. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to have dinner with some people. Yeah. Uh but anyway, so sex with a celebrity. <laughs> Benicio del Toro. Ooh. Yeah. That is really good. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. I have a really hard time with this because mm-hmm. I actually haven't thought about it much recently. So mm-hmm. anybody I think of should still be in their 20s right. and or 30s I think I'm for thinking me. of Benicio Del Toro from yeah, so at like, least so like an 10 age years thing. ago. It's possible maybe even 15 <laughs> right. years ago. Right. So, yeah, exactly. So it's not yeah. the like – so that gets all kind of crazy. Because this isn't real. That's the thing. It's real. We okay. live in L.A. Okay, it's real. Um, well, that's, that's why we don't have a celebrity out. Because you could I don't want him to have sex with somebody. Because he comes no. in, ch- he comes in yes, with he celebrities all the time. he meets lots of celebrities. No, he's not all allowed right, to have so sex mine, with anyone. So mine, if I go with my original, the, long, mm-hmm. the one who had the longest standing, like I would say 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. I said this person, mm-hmm. that would be <laughs> Seth Green. Information. I grew up with Seth Green because from of what, 90210. I get he was he on 90210. Yeah, Seth Green. He was on Buffy. Yeah, he was on Buffy, but he was on 90210 before that. I never watched 90210. Okay, but he was like in like. Wait, you know what? He the, was, I'm thinking of Brian Austin Green. I'm I thought he Austin Seth Green, Green the but redhead. Seth Green fr- yeah, from Buffy. From no, Buffy, yeah, but also totally. from like I was the evil picturing, hand movies. No, I was picturing Seth yeah. Green. I just, for some reason in my mind, thought transplanted him into <laughs> Brian Austin Green from Nigeria. No, not, not Brian. I not, was picturing, but I was picturing yes, Seth Green all Seth along. Seth Green. I didn't know that. Yes. Final Seth Green. Yes. Uh, because like, I was a kid when he was a kid or whatever, okay. and like grew up watching him uh-huh. on stuff, and he was just totally my type. Okay. Especially growing up and mm-hmm. stuff. And forever I was just like, then it turned into this thing for me where I was like, 
All right. If somebody ever meets Seth Green, whenever uh-huh. somebody gets famous, they need to have a party where Seth Green's there and like tries to not awkwardly just because I think we'd yeah. hang out well. Yeah. Like I think we'd be good friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And side note, I had asked Stefan at one point in time, mm-hmm. who would your out be? And he mm-hmm. was like, uh, Drew Barrymore. At the time, it was Drew Barrymore. And I just mm-hmm. looked at him and I said, yeah, it's probably another one of mine, too. I mean, come on. Like, that'd be like, yeah, that's Drew all right. Barrymore, Drew yeah. Barrymore is yeah. incredibly she's lovely. Yeah. lovely. Yeah, she's lovely. She is. I, I really want her on the I show, and I'm pretty sure this is how we're going to get her on the show. This is how we're going to get her on the show. By me saying. She has kids, doesn't she? She does. She's like a whole thing. She's like kids Drew now. Drew Barrymore. Drew um, Barrymore. On One Bad Mother. You want to come. We'll give I'm you... sure she's listening. She is. Celebrities love One Bad Mother. They just don't want to tell us. They just don't want us to know how much they're dying. I haven't asked Jesse whose his is because I don't really want to know. Very smart. Don't That's really why I'm like, as long it. as it's like, Stefan, I think, also at one point said Jodie Foster. And I was like, all right. Good. <laughs> Jodie Foster. She's that's very, cool. Yeah, no, yeah, that's really cool. So like, yeah. yeah. So that's good. Okay. Yeah, because you don't want, like, Jesse, you don't want you don't want them to be, like, somebody who you're actually, like, one degree away exactly. from or something. That's like, why I don't want to know. I feel like it's, like, yeah. too possible that it would be somebody that, anyway. But, yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Great. We did it. We did it. Now and, we don't have to make any oh, donations to yeah. that ridiculous Los Angeles food bank. Screw we'll, you, LA food bank. We'll definitely, like, donate at <laughs> We're least. We're now, yeah. We'll, we'll donate 20 bucks to the LA food yes, bank or something. Absolutely. This, yeah, okay? Absolutely. We'll donate to LA food bank. Because <laughs> that's um, really sad. But I will say, it got, like, it was really great. At the first question, it was very hard, but then yeah. the moment the questions got into like, we it got, was very easy to be like, better. fuck that. I don't want to yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Talk about my kids. Yeah. Who? Who? Me, me, me. Right. For once. For- <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was very fun. And I feel fun. like I know you better. Yeah. I'm sure our listeners. I totally learned new things about you. We're all great. super thankful for this they, segment. Yeah. You're welcome, um, guys. Yep. Let's come back and get to know another person even better after our genius and fails. Great. I'm Jesse Thorne. I'm Jordan Morris. The federal government has millions of dollars in programs and opportunities that you need to seize today. You're a taxpayer, right? Well, then you've got it coming. Thanks to Uncle Sam, you can get grant programs for veterans. Postage stamps that'll ensure your mail gets there in a timely fashion. Fruit for you and your family. Child care for your children that turns them into super soldiers. Get a million dollars to open your own lake. Useful power tools that are easy on your soft, delicate hands. Your own personal radioactive brick. More sexual attention from everyone at the used bookstore. Greyhound tickets. Soft, gentle kisses from TV's John Goodman. A real narwhal. Athletic socks filled with stew. A valuable pamphlet on millet. Your father's approval. Don't wait right now. For all of this and more, drop us a line. Jordan Jesse Go. 123 iTunes Street, or wherever you download podcasts. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Do you want to go first this week? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I feel like it's been a while. It has been a while. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Genius. Hiking. 
Katie Bell and I have started doing morning hikes on the weekend. Amazing. And it really actually has been amazing. She doesn't whine or complain. Like, she's really into it. She's, Mm -hmm. like, collecting nature, and I don't fight it. I just am like, wherever you want to go, we're out in nature. Yeah. I I do not need to go on any certain trail. So even if it goes, like, slow and she's stuck. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, we've got this time as long as we're drinking water, like, whatever. It's, like, totally fine. And uh, it's been going really well. Do yeah. you bring the baby? Nope. It's just me and her time. Cool. And it's like, because we're all up at the crack of dawn. Yeah. It's like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We go out there and then come back. It's It's been lovely. Awesome. Yeah. Good job. And it's like, yeah, a lot of independence for her and like tracking through yeah. stuff and getting to, and of course, I'm just like, not near the edge, <laughs> you know, but like, we're getting there. We're sorting out our stuff. But yeah, I feel really <laughs> good about it. Good. Um, we had, Jesse and I had dentist appointments last week and, um, I was, we were, I brought the baby with me and we sort of do this thing where we take turns holding the baby, hanging out with the baby and the other person gets their teeth cleaned. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, I had already gotten my teeth cleaned and so, and Jesse had walked Oscar around in the stroller. And so by the time Jesse was having his teeth cleaned and I was with Oscar, he was completely done being in the stroller. He wanted to get out and move around. He had been napping in the car before that, so he didn't want to be in the car. We weren't near a park. There was no, like, we were just in, like, on a city street, basically. And there was, like, nothing really. I just couldn't figure out what the the waiting room is, like, tiny minuscule and nothing in it. Like, linoleum floor, just, like, a couple chairs. And so I had the genius idea. I can just, I have a station wagon. I can just open up the way back of the station wagon and sit with kind of like my body across yeah. the back to kind of keep keep him in. And there's just like some crap back there like yeah. for the dogs. Like there's like the chuck it thing for to throw for the dogs <laughs> yeah. and the but the tennis ball. There's like a leash. There was like a sweatshirt of mine. There's like a couple just stroller components and just whatever was yeah. there. But Oscar never hangs out in the back of the car, so it was fascinating to him. And we hung out there, and he just crawled crawled around back there happily, playing for like an hour or well, fifty minutes, yeah, fifty minutes of that. And it was great. It was like a little play area for him. That's awesome. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah, thanks. Good job. I have a five-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter, and it is a constant disaster zone in our house, as you can probably guess. Um, and so recently, we had watched Annie, the original <laughs> from 82 or whenever that was. My son loves it. He loves the whole concept. And the other day, when we were cleaning up, we started playing Annie during cleanup time. <laughs> and so I got to be grumpy that the house was a mess and pretend to be Miss Hannigan and storm all over and stomp <laughs> all over and tell those rotten little orphans <laughs> and he giggled and laughed about it and had a great time and actually put things away and look forward to cleanup time now. So I don't want to abuse it. I use it every single time. But so far, it's been like four times, and it's all been really awesome. So, just sharing. That was awesome. awesome. I want to say this for Sean yeah. at the top of the Chrysler building. Oh, God. We just watched it recently. I know, right? I think this mom should, like, take it to the next level and have him, like, scrubbing windows yeah. and scrubbing floors. And While singing really and dancing. Really get into it. Mopping the yeah. floor. That's right. Yep. Exactly. And then she can go make herself some bathtub gin. <laughs>
Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Teresa, you're going to love this failure of mine. Oh, goody. I can't wait. All right. So uh, we've got some Highland teething tabs. Uh-huh. That I... That's a fail in and of itself. Yeah. I'm like, these probably do not work at all. It doesn't matter. They make me emotionally feel good sure. shoving those in sure. his mouth. Here's some medicine, Here's sweetie. Here's some make you feel sugar better. pills or whatever they are. Uh, which, by the way, I made Stefan... Put these in your mouth, Stefan. We said make sure it wasn't yeah, poisonous. Yeah, make sure it wasn't poisonous. Anyway, but they they've been... They have they were off the market and they got put back on mm-hmm. the market and their big thing is childproof container. Oh, uh-huh. right. So I'm like, all right. Anyway, Ellis has this thing where he just like little cars, little anything. Mm-hmm. He likes to hold on to and he'll hold on to whatever it is for like four hours. Mm-hmm. He never puts it down. It's very mm-hmm. sweet and comforting to him. That's cute. Well, he was holding the teething tabs, the Highland mm-hmm. teething tabs in their like container in their uh-huh. sealed container. Yeah. And it's time for the nap, and every time I try and pry it out of his hands, ooh, hysterical, and I'm like, ah, fuck it. Whatever. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I put him to sleep, and we all go to sleep. It's like it's nighttime. It's not even a nap. It's nighttime. Uh, the next morning after, you know, waking up a bazillion times, not not important to the story, uh, we've, like, taken him out. We've all had breakfast. Stefan's going to put him down for his, like, morning little cat nap, and he says, Elizabeth. Can you please come in here? And the bed is just full of teething tabs. It was just like every teething tab. Just, I'm like, so, so clearly. Like flower petals? Like, yeah, they're just, yes. As if it's my baby's wedding. Uh, like the teething tab fairy has come and like sprinkled the magical teething tabs. I mean, he didn't eat any of them. It doesn't matter right. even if he did. Right. But like, it's uh, it was just like, wow, those are in fact not childproof. Nope. And, uh, oh, that yeah. was hard because it just felt like awful. I turned to Stefan and I was like, because Stefan lets him sleep with like little cars. And I'm like, yeah. if he can get a childproof cap off, he can get a little tire off. We just gonna have to stop it. Yeah. We're just going to have to be a little more vigilant. Yes. And better parents. <laughs> Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were coming home from something, and Simon must... Oh, it was school, and Simon must have seen that some, somebody's parents gave them gummy bears oh, in their lunch. Oh, I know! Which, thank you so much, whoever you are. Yep. Um, so Simon comes home and says he wants some gummy bears, but then I remembered, I think we actually have some gummy bears, right. like, tucked away. So I'm like, actually, sure. It was, like, Friday after school. I'm like, actually, sure. I think yeah. we have gummy bears. I'll get you some gummy bears. Sure. Right. That sounds great. And I'm, like, kind of happy, like... Hey, I'm gonna give my kid. I've he got asked this. for gummy bears, and I'm gonna give him gummy bears. It's right. Friday afternoon, so I go, and they're not—they're not where I thought they were. And so then I'm like, "Oh, maybe they're gone." And I'm looking and looking, and he's getting like, "Mom, where are the where are the yeah. gummy bears? Chop, where chop. are they?" And I'm like, "Oh, Daddy must have eaten them." <laughs> but I was saying it like absentmindedly, kind of like figuring it out for myself. Oh, like, I know where this. Is oh, going. Daddy must have eaten your. Uh, Daddy must have eaten the gummy bears. Yeah, they're. We don't have, and then I said, we don't have them anymore. Why? Why don't you have, why did daddy eat my gummy bears? They weren't really your gummy bears. And I'm trying to take it back. I don't know if daddy ate them. Right, I don't know yeah. where they, we just, we had them. Sometimes daddy eats gummy bears and they're not, <laughs> they're not there. And I'm trying to backtrack, but it was so far gone. It was so way too late. And yeah. of course, Jesse comes home from work that night. And the first thing Simon says to him is, daddy, why did you eat my gummy bears? Dick. I know. And Jesse just looks at me like, excuse me? Like, what? And, um, of course, like, all weekend long, it's just 
Where where are my gummy bears? Why did you eat my gummy bears? Can I bears? have them now? Yeah. yeah. Where am I? Yeah. Just over you should and over. eat my gummy bears. Yeah. yeah I just um, felt like it felt like such. I was like, I swear I did not just like try to pin that on you. Just, is it just me or do our fails just come easier and easier the longer really we do, do this show? Yes. <laughs> That's awful. Mornings at our house are usually pretty busy since. <laughs> We have four kids, but this last Wednesday, it was especially busy since my husband was out of town and I was running the whole show myself. We had to, I had to get all of the kids out of the house 40 minutes early since I had to run the carpool and drop off my daughter who's in junior high. And then I barely made it to drop off the two kids who are in elementary school and went to drop off my son at preschool who's four and he mentions that he's hungry and realized at that point that I had forgotten to feed my four-year-old breakfast Aww. in the rush to get everybody dressed and have their lunches made and have all of their backpacks filled. And I didn't feed my four-year-old before school. Oh. Luckily, there was a Burger King nearby <laughs> and he got a burrito. But that was a great fail for me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you do suck. And that sucks. That's hard. I mean, that is yeah. hard trying to get uh, yeah. hard enough to get like me out of the house with everything. I know. With food in me. But you're a horrible mother for not feeding your child. Yeah. You should you should in fact feel awful. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a mom. Great. This week, we talked to Erica Ladd from the blog Ladventure, the Girl Next Door podcast, and the author of the new book, The Candid Teacher, and soon-to-be adoptive mama... Welcome, Erica. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. We're going to just kick things off with our question we always ask our guests, which is, who lives in your house? Who lives in my house? It is me and Mr. Ladd, my (laughs) husband of nine years. Um, And then we have two dogs who are first and foremost fur babies, for sure. (laughs) Uh, We have their two little carrier mixes, um, Miko and Buddy. And then we are expecting two more siblings from we're adapting from foster care so we're expecting uh any any month now i guess um two siblings zero to six somewhere in that age range so it's about to get crazy around here oh wow Wow. so there's not even like a lot of prep time it's just going to be like ding dong like (laughs) yeah there's a little bit we're we're finishing up the process right now so we kind of have an idea but then as soon as we're certified in the next couple months here it's it's like whenever you know, you're chosen for a placement. So, yeah, from then it will be a little bit a little bit crazy. Oh, my God. How exciting and yeah. anxious is this experience? My gosh. Yeah, it's crazy, for <laughs> like, sure. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome, though. Yeah, Congratulations. really awesome. Yeah. Really exciting. Thank you. That Thank is, you. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on and pump you yeah. for the whole yeah. experience. Yeah. <laughs> I am sure I will have stories for yeah. you. <laughs> so we're going to start off with the book. The book is brand new, and it's, it, well, the full title is The Candid Classroom, 
uh, what parents want to know and teachers want to tell them. And it basically covers uh-huh. everything from preparing your child for kindergarten and, more importantly, you for kindergarten and elementary <laughs> school and volunteering and homework and what I have been affectionately calling the prison yard, a.k.a. recess. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, it's really informative and helpful, and I can't believe there hasn't been a book like this out there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what you taught and what you teach and uh, what what led you to write the book? Okay. Yeah, I am um, an elementary teacher by trade. I'm taking a break now to write and to be a mom soon, but um, what kind of led me, My I have three nieces that were all starting kindergarten the same year, and I got all these questions from my sister and sister-in-laws, and I'm like, you know, I feel like we don't do a great, it's this foreign world if you've never had a kid in school, right? And we don't do a great job of kind of reaching out and being like, okay, real talk, if we could sit down and have coffee or wine, (laughs) preferably wine, this is what I would tell you about, you know, like what you actually need to know. Not all the lingo, not all of the, you know, curriculum, all that stuff. You'll get all that. It'll be fine. But like, I know that moms and dads are worried about, like, why, why is my kid come home with their whole lunch and it's not eaten? Like, right. what's going on? Or are they going to get bullied? Or all of these things that seem scary and foreign. And so that's kind of what inspired it. Um, I taught kindergarten English language learners, which was my favorite of all time when I lived in Wisconsin. And then in Arizona, I've taught um, special ed for a year, third grade for a year, and second grade. So a little bit of everything in the elementary level. Wow. Well, I, my daughter is a kindergartner this year. She's the first in. Oh, okay. And, and so your book actually, I started reading it roughly at the time that she started this year, and it, it has been very helpful. And so I thought I, I wanted to get into some questions with you that I'm actually experiencing, and I thought some of our listeners might be experiencing too. There is, you, you, you hit it right on the head, and I've been comparing it to like going into surgery, and the doctors perform yeah. the surgery a million times, and you're like, but is this going to hurt? How long is this going to last? Where the side, and they kind of look at you like, or you feel like they're looking yeah. at you like, I don't know, it's going like, to hurt. Chill out, right? yeah, it's it's going to be fine. I do this all the time. Yeah, I do this all the time, but I don't. <laughs> I don't do this all the time. You know? Exactly. Will I still be able exactly. to play the piano? You know, like you never played the piano, right? So, um, how do I talk to my kindergarten teacher to let her know I want to help? I'm not trying to uh-huh. reinvent the wheel. I actually mm-hmm. don't know what's going on, and there's a good chance because I wasn't paying attention. Maybe I missed it. I could have, I could have missed it. That's possible. Um, but, like, I can't That's be the so first funny. parent to have missed it. So, like, how right. do I talk to her without her being like – because I, I have to assume there's also a level of jadedness amongst kindergarten teachers. Or just that they're busy. They're and they busy. Don't have about, time yes. to explain yeah. it yes, 20 totally times. It, like, right. That, that mm-hmm. and they, I'm sure they've had a million people come through, though, and be like, I want to help. And yeah. then, like, two weeks later, like, oh, where yeah. did they go? So, like, yeah. I, yeah. I want to I do this without coming across like an aggressive dick. So how do, <laughs> how do I do this? How do I do this? I first of all love that you said that because there's so many parents that would never acknowledge that, hey, I might come across that way if I you know, <laughs> dive right in. That's basically like said, my I opening think- line to anybody I ever talk to. Yeah, like, you don't think this of me. Um, I think that's the biggest thing, like Teresa hit it on the head, that they're so busy and tired mm-hmm. this, like, this first month is we're talking survival. Like 30 children, hopefully less than that in her class, but, you know, up to 30 it's like herding cats. Like it's insane. So I think that, um, giving it that first month, number one, but then I would just start with sending an email and saying, Hey, I know you are so busy. Like first, you know, first off appreciative, 
something that, you know, your daughter's really loving about class or something like that. And then just saying, I really want to help and I really want to help take something off your plate and make sure, I, you know, I'm involved, but I don't want to add any more work. Because I think there's so many parents, honestly, that think it's like, oh, I'm going to go help in my daughter's classroom and take cute selfies of us mm-hmm. and look what an involved mom I am. You know what I mean? And right. it's like, no, we don't need that kind of help. <laughs> right. So I have, yeah. And I know you won't, just by asking, I know you won't be that kind of mom. Well, so no, I think that. It, yeah, it's funny. I've shown up and I, you know, I have said I'll do anything. And this woman, she's great. She'll be like, here's a cloth. Can you go wipe down those tables where we just had donuts? And I'm like, yes, ma'am. Yes, I can. <laughs> I can awesome. wipe these tables yeah. down. That's absolutely correct. Um, yeah, that's the kind of stuff they need. Like I had a grandma volunteer once and I, it was a nightmare. I wrote about it in the book. There's a whole chapter on volunteering. And yeah. I said, I mean, she was like sitting at my desk one day writing her granddaughter a note on my stationery, like Ugh. while I wasn't even in the classroom. Yeah. So the section that you've got on my, it actually is very helpful. The, the, the book really kind of covers almost everything. And I thought you did some stuff on bullying and, and working stuff out, which I thought was interesting because again, my daughter comes home and this is like the first time there's real recess. It's not like constructive play. It's recess. You're going out and playing and figuring it out on your own. And she's come home with like everything from like, I just ate some rocks to like, you know, this kid, which is its own story. And then like, or just like kids like throwing sand or whatever. And it's, it's not, I'm listening to the stuff and I know she's not unhappy and she's not like no one's, cornering her for lunch money they're working it out and she's learning how to right. be assertive and you but, right. but would you address a little bit about the playground dynamics just a little to maybe comfort yeah. other people who are just kind of going into it or Teresa whose kid has to go into the land of eating rocks and throwing sand <laughs> yeah I think I think one thing that's really hard is that in the news and media it's like really popular to talk about bullying and how you know kids are being bullied and to the point of not wanting to go to school and hating their life. And I just think it's not, it's, it's kind of a, a trumped up thing, to be honest with you, from mm-hmm. the teacher's perspective, especially in elementary school. Um, it's really, there are kids who have a hard time, right? Like who were not raised the best and who have a hard time with a hundred kids on the playground figuring out how to socialize. Right. But teachers are really working with those kids and they are, you know, throwing sand might be progress from punching a kid in the face. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> so like, right. I think that there's this this idea when your kid comes home and tells you things that like, oh, well, like, where were the adults? What was actually going on? And just to know that backstory that, like, that's a huge time that we work on social skills, especially kindergarten with those little ones. And then that, yeah, like, it's really easy to label a kid as a bully or something, and they're just figuring it out maybe. You know, they yeah. never have maybe had somebody teach them, no, we don't throw sand or eat sand or put sand down our pants. Like, right. <laughs> those aren't normal things to do. But maybe nobody's taught them that. And so I think that, I don't know, would we, like, slap this, you know, label of bully or whatever on a kid instead of just teaching them a better way and teaching them how to get along and working with kids to figure that out? It can be really detrimental. So I think that's great that you were just seeing. But it's hard. It's hard to hear those stories like, oh, I don't want her to get Dan thrown at her. Well, you know? I'd say I'm probably raising the future real bully. I'm like, I'm like, well, <laughs> this is what you do. You, mm-hmm. t- you take that kid out. Mm-hmm. Kick the shins. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I, get out. I had kids come tattle and I was like, so did you like that? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, go tell them you didn't like that. Yeah, say, exactly. when you throw sand at me, I don't like that. And Or I would say like, if you do that, kids will think you're mean, and you're not mean, so don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and that, oh, sorry, go ahead. Teresa. No, I just I have a question about this. I think 
I think there's, a, I mean, my my child is in preschool, but like, I uh-huh. I think there's a tendency when you hear a story as a parent and you're not there, it, you're so out of control in yeah. that scenario yeah. that you're trying to get any information you can out of your child. <laughs> right. And I think sometimes we make it worse by like uh-huh. grilling them. Well, what happened? And who was there? Yeah. And what did they, are you sure? Did they do this or did they do that? Uh-huh. And you're, uh-huh. you get, and you kind of like work, it's, I think it is very possible to work up something out of nothing yeah however there is always the thing in the back of your head that's like you know well I love my child and I'm the primary person looking out for this little child and Uh it is my risk I know the teachers are there to keep our kids safe but you know I'm the parent and there maybe like where where would you is there anywhere we can draw the line where we say this would be a good time for a parent to affirmatively go and get involved without, like, is there any time where a parent should get involved outside of when the teacher comes to the parent saying we need to talk? Oh, no, absolutely. Because I think about it this way, too. A teacher may have thought to herself during the day, hey, I really need to talk to so-and-so's mom about this, and then the day gets away from her, right? Mm -hmm. And she forgets or whatever. But you are absolutely your child's most important advocate. And I think at any point in time, as long as you come with the right spirit of, hey, this is what I heard, tell me what you think about this. Mm-hmm. Or what have you noticed? I think what happens sometimes is um, parents get upset, understandably, sometimes, especially if what they had heard actually happened the way they heard it or thought they did. Um, and then they go in with like, a, okay, tell me your side of the story, like basically setting it up as like a defense thing right mm-hmm. away, instead of approaching the teacher as a fellow adult who may have some insight into the problem. Um, and I, so I think anytime you have, I mean, trust your gut totally. And as long as you're approaching it, you know, respectfully and not defensively and saying, Hey, this is a problem I'm noticing, or are you noticing the same thing? What can we do to solve it? Um, is, is absolutely, you should do that. I, I always appreciated that from parents. So. I really, I do fully think that kindergarten is the hardest year out of all the years for everybody involved. For sure. I mean, you got mm-hmm. I mean, the, for the teachers, they see the same, they know what's coming. They know yep. what's about to happen. They know the, like, ups and downs and, like, the introduction of the bad words and stupid and mean. Like, oh, I can get away. You know, like, all this stuff all that, the like, yep. is going to happen. And then for the kids, it's, again, like you said, their first time really figuring out how to interact socially with other kids without their mm-hmm. parents there or without whatever. And then mm-hmm. for the parents, my baby! <laughs> exactly, exactly. My first grade, it's like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like as a teacher, I don't think we do enough to acknowledge that because we are a little jaded. Like you said, the surgeon, I love that analogy. Like, we're like, they're fine. We we have 30 kids, you know, yeah. every year and they're always fine. But mm-hmm. I think that we forget that, that that <laughs> yeah. is your baby. Like that is your world that you are entrusting to us. And I want to, you know, that was one of my other goals in reading the book is, or writing the book is just to bridge that gap. Like, hey, I get it that this is like crazy hard for you. And let's see how we can make this easier. Uh, well, speaking of making it easier, I want to talk about some of the other things that you're doing because you have a lot going on besides just this book and getting ready for uh, children, which is enough, yeah. which is enough, <laughs> enough to call know, it a day, right? in my opinion. Plenty, yeah. Yeah, plenty. Um, so you've got your personal blog, which is sort of like a, a personal sort of journal type blog, uh, yeah. and you put it as uh, about how you put it as living a life with adventurous intention. And it's called yeah. adventure. Uh, what do you mean by what do you mean by that? What is what is that for you? Well, we um, I started the blog when we moved from 
uh, Wisconsin to Arizona just kind of on a whim. We wanted to do something new. We didn't have kids yet, obviously. We were, we had some friends that lived here and it was just, it came out of kind of this time in our life where we're like, why not? Like, I don't think we take chances enough in life and we just wanted the experience. If we decided to move back, fine. But I started the blog as a way to kind of document that whole thing and keep up with friends and family, you know, let them know what was going on. So it was kind of, it kind of came out of that, but really the move and, and everything just just opened up this new side of, like, why not take more risks? Why not try more things? And, like, now leading up to this adoption is just one big, huge adventure that I would not have, you know, necessarily intended on. But I think that if you um, take these things in life that can be hard things, that can be scary things, and look at them with through that lens of adventure, um, it just it gets easier, it gets more fun, you grow more. And so I just think, not, not at all through rose-colored glasses, but taking on things as intentional adventures um, makes a big difference for me. And so that's kind of the lens that I write through. So Yeah, that's genius. It's such a good way to look at life and, and to approach things. Um, like any minute, the Indiana Jones boulder could just come after you. So yeah, you know, exactly. I love it. I love it. I love that. Is that something, <laughs> is that like a philosophy you're going to be able to adapt with your kids? Or do you think suddenly I it's going to be so. like the record scratch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will have some record scratch moments, but I think <laughs> even this whole thing, like adopting from foster care too, there's so many unknowns and, and, you know, kids don't end up in foster care for, for good reasons. And so there's going to be some things that are thrown at us that are just going to be hard flat out. Yeah. And, um, I think that knowing that and just like, okay, like putting on your big girl panties, like we're going to make this work. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. And I think, yeah, you just kind of have to. I, I life is hard, and life sucks no matter what. Like, <laughs> That's our mantra. People go through hard stuff, <laughs> right? Like, so I just think if you can look at as much of it as possible as an adventure and a growing experience, it's, I mean, it's nothing. It, it can only help. So. All right. Well, speaking of adventure, the last thing that you are, uh, and not the last thing, but the last thing we're going to try and touch on. Uh, in, in the saga that is your intense life of of doing things that is the the podcast uh the yeah. girl next door which is literally a podcast that you do with the girl who lives next door to you <laughs> right. which is where where this is the highlight this is that we could just stop the interview after this you guys just talk about stuff and make cocktails sure do this is Fucking genius. This is the most genius right? thing. I, I, I say to future Erica now, once those kids show up, you keep at least the cocktail portion yeah. going. Don't I know, right? lose yeah. it. And I, uh, but how did that get started? How did that get started? Um, my neighbor Kelsey and I actually both have blogs and we didn't, you know, we'd say hi when we saw each other at the mailbox, whatever, but we weren't really friends until we realized that we both had blogs. And so then we kind of bonded in real life over this online world, which is really weird because we're right next door to each other. Um, <laughs> so but weird. we started kind of just, yeah, like we kind of started helping each other. Like, how did you make this damn button for your blog or how, you know, like just getting together to talk about that kind of stuff. And then after one session like that, she texted me and was like, okay, next thing, me, you, two mics, cocktails, a podcast. I'm like, Okay, and I literally had never even listened to a podcast. Like, <laughs> did not really even know what they were, and now I'm really glad that I do because they're fun, and I find ones like you guys that are amazing. Um, but, yeah, so we just were like, what if we just recorded this? Like, I like listening to girls talk about stuff, so, <laughs> you know, maybe other people would do. So that's kind of what happened, and it's just been really 
great and kind of taken off, so it's been awesome. Well, yeah, and the cocktail. Do you have okay? Last question. Do you have a favorite cocktail so far? What's your favorite oh. cocktail? Favorite cocktail? I don't know. She just made a uh, frozen mojito, a frozen melon mojito, with just like fresh cantaloupe and mint simple syrup and stuff, and it was amazing. And she's pregnant, so she has to have mocktails for <gasps> things. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wait, all right. But it was a good mocktail, even. Attention, everyone. I'm not about to put a lot of pressure on you because as a person who likes really good cocktails and refined cocktails and, like, high-end cocktails and, like, all yes. that stuff, it is a wasteland for pregnant women out there. It's like, here's your strawberry, virgin strawberry daiquiri. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, know, I, don't, right? I don't want a fucking strawberry daiquiri. I want, like, something that's, like, you know, yeah. an Algonquin or a Manhattan or something really delicious and this, interesting. Yeah. But without booze. Some bartenders yeah. will do that. Yeah, but like, you have to really have hunch to really, for them yeah, or yeah. know what to ask for. So I, yeah. I hope that you guys are doing this challenge and making them. Yes. Uh, and that yeah. you will get a ton of our listeners. Everybody go listen. Who's pregnant? I know. We, we always put on the in the show notes the, the leaded version for me and the unleaded version for her. So <laughs> That's great. That's the great part about expecting through the adoption is you can keep drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. which is very necessary in this process. Well, it's again genius. Well, on that note, we will wrap it up. Erica, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to link everybody up to all of the exciting things that you were doing. Um, and I, I cannot recommend the book enough. Uh, the Candid Classroom, it's really been super helpful, and I don't think you have to be going into kindergarten to read it. I think you could be anywhere along the line in your kid's education and get some insight uh, about teachers and expectations and all that, and as well as people who, like, say, Simon, who's just in preschool right now. It's it's really good. Uh, so, again, we'll link everybody up to it. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. <laughs> Same here. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Max Fun listeners, I'm Dave Holmes, and if you've been missing my show, International Waters, then you've been missing this. Gotta stick together, Philip. Gotta stick together. Why are you cuffing my balls? It's family, Philip. It's family. Don't squeeze them so tight, Miss Buffalo. Oh, Jesus. I'm doing this in the name of. I'm so sorry. So sorry. So sorry about that. Um, I, I withdraw from the round. <laughs> that was a beautiful stage reading of 9 oh. to 5. <laughs> International Waters, a panel show where U.S. and U.K. comedians battle for pop culture supremacy. Subscribe right now on iTunes or at MaximumFun.org. That was awesome. Yeah, it's great. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, we need more like communication between teachers and parents yeah. that like isn't so loaded, you know? It's really nice to just Yeah. talk about like let's work together. Yeah, know? let's work together. It's, yeah. it's 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 I think it's another one of those things where especially if you aren't in school yet and you don't mm-hmm. know how the process works and let's say you've only spent the last 10 years listening to like Teachers, politicians, mm, school, yeah. everybody's horrible. The unions. The union, you're like all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. I just mm. want you to, to do your best and mm-hmm. with my kid. And I want my kid to do their best with you. And like, mm-hmm. I want this to work. And I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to be like a burden. I want to be a help. Mm-hmm. Um, so the book's really helpful. And I really love the looking at life as an adventure philosophy. That is Totally. 
amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's really great. Um, speaking of living life as an adventure, mm-hmm. I think we should listen to a mom have a breakdown. Me too. <laughs> okay, this is my rant. Here's the reason why we always, as the mom, have to do absolutely everything. 30 minutes ago, I send my husband to pick up the Chinese food. So I call him. It's been 30 minutes. It's down the road. He should have been back 15 minutes ago. I call him wondering where he is, and he says, oh, they said it wasn't ready. And I said, well, what the what the freaking fuck is wrong with them? Why did they tell us it was going to be five to ten minutes when it was taking way longer? Then he says, okay, please don't be mad. I've actually just been walking around the movie store trying to pick out a movie. Whoa. My head literally almost exploded. <laughs> All I wanted was my dinner. It's eight o'clock almost. I just wanted dinner. I should have gone out and picked up the Chinese food myself. It's like I always have to do everything myself or it doesn't get done. <sighs> Thank you for this rant. All right. There's part two. She calls okay. back. All right. She calls back. All right. <laughs> Don't smile like you think it's going to get better. Okay. <laughs> so I just called in and ranted. And I said it was almost 8 o'clock because I don't know what fucking time it is. But then I hang up the phone and I look and it's 8.30. It's almost 9 o'clock and I still haven't had fucking dinner. I should have just made something. I get off work at 6 o'clock. I could have eaten dinner and been on my way with the night already. (laughs) But no, he had to pick up the Chinese food. Okay, I'm sorry. Bye. <laughs> okay, this is what I this is what I like about this rant so very much. And that is that, like, <laughs> what was the purpose of the second call? I'm uh, to just, just to make sure that we understand that it's way later and the food's still not home. I think is the point. Is that like, it's not like he's only been gone thirty minutes. Like an hour and okay. a half. Yeah. To two hours has passed. Okay. And we still don't have to. Which I have been there, where you're like, here's this easy thing that's supposed to happen and make life yeah. easier. Like even like ordering a pizza and then like for whatever reason it's like an hour late and you're yeah. like, I could have done all this stuff yeah. by now. We could be like bad. It's like yeah. this is so frustrating. But I love the like, <laughs> you know, you know this is how this went down. Uh, the the food's not ready. What do you mean? And so she's taking all the anger yeah. out of the Chinese food place, and then he, the husband's like. Okay, it's actually not the Chinese food yeah. place's fault. I'm actually just cruising just around. Wandering around. I'm just wandering. And our I'm just food wandering. Is sitting on the counter yeah. getting cold at the restaurant. Yeah, just getting cold or whatever. That is brutal. Yeah, it sucks. It does suck. Yeah. So hang in there. Hang in there. You can do it. I assume you're still married. You didn't marry a dick. You didn't marry a dick. I think scenario? I think you didn't probably marry a dick. Probably. You probably all? He probably thought he was like bringing home a romantic movie to watch after your absolutely after your Chinese food together. Nah, she's she gets to have a rant. You get that. You have your rant. You're okay. You're fine. You're doing a good job. You're okay. You're doing a good job. Ah, <laughs> oh, what did we learn today? First thing we've learned: never send your husband to do anything. All the old comic strips were right. Women and men are from different planets. 
And it is fine to be pissed about it. Like, whatever. You're all yeah. right. You're doing okay. Yeah. Um, two, mm-hmm. I think we have learned that Teresa and I are delights. We've yeah, learned a little bit more about each other. Yeah. And you're all welcome. And we're it, great and we're great friends. We're great and we're great friends. And who knew? Yeah. Life for Brian. Yeah. Meaning a life. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a beautiful pairing. It is. It yeah. is. It is. Uh, and then three. You guys should all do that, by the way. It's a good exercise to do with your mom friends. I, I do think that, I think this. yeah. So when you meet for your mom groups, for example, yeah. maybe your one bad mother mom group that I hope are forming all yeah. across the country right now. And if you if you haven't had a chance, join us on the Max Fun um, forums mm-hmm. and look for the one bad mother meetups where we're just encouraging you guys to get in touch with each other and use one bad mother as a good jumping off ground uh, as a reason to get together and relieve a little stress and have some fun. Uh, but you could you could play this game. Yeah. How long can we go without talking about our kids? For Teresa and I, it's 25 minutes. Yep. And the final thing that we have learned is that well, we actually learned a great deal from Erica Ladd, so I can't even say it's final. I think there are a lot of little things we learned. One, open communication with the teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and teachers, remember some of us are new to the rodeo. Mm-hmm. Be kind. Yeah. And we will be kind. Um, and be clear. Two, Oh, and the teachers are doing a fucking great job. Oh, yeah. Thank you, teachers. Thank you, teachers. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Two, look at life as an adventure. I I really just think this is a great way to, I got to go to the store with two kids. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. No, it's not. It is going to be a grocery cart adventure. Extravaganza. It is. It's going to be amazing. Uh, And when all else fails, sit down with a friend and have a good cocktail. Sure. Or mocktail. Yeah. Teresa, mm-hmm. you are doing a great job. Thank you. So are you. Thank you. This was very fun it getting was to fun. know you. Yeah. All right. Uh, everybody hang in there. You're all doing great. Everybody go out and ask each other a question that you don't know, even to your partners or to your mom or dad. You never know. Might be nice to ask your teacher. Go out. Have some fun this week. Have well, an adventure. Have an adventure. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, buzzer by MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener-supported.